0: Our first reading today is from Psalms 136, verses 1 through 9. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. O oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. O oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever who by understanding made the heavens for his steadfast love endures forever, who spread out the earth on the waters for his steadfast love endures forever, who made the great lights for his steadfast love endures forever, the sun to rule over the day for his steadfast love endures forever, the moon and stars to rule over the night for his steadfast love endures forever. And from 1 John, chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is perfected in us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Well, Happy New Year. A couple of changes today. We had planned to do a baptismal remembrance. I don't know that that's been done here before. We had planned to do that, but because of the current surge in COVID cases, we decided this was not the best time to be doing that. But we'll postpone it and do that sometime later this year when Pastor Monica is also able to be with us at that time, too, and all three of us can do that together. Today, we lay the foundation for a new sermon series called Now What? After all that we've been through these last 22 months. And so we start today where life starts. And we begin with God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. And we read passages as we will do every week And as we delve into the passages in this sermon series, we will see what lifts up out of the text and what God lifts up for us to guide us, give us direction, and give us hope as individuals, as a church, and as a community. Would you pray with me? God of love and grace, we need you now. We needed you yesterday. We will need you tomorrow. And we love you and seek to grow in our love for you and to serve you faithfully. And now may the words of our mouths, the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock, our redeemer, and our refuge. All God's people said, Amen. When uh, 2020 wrapped up, I remember saying 2021 will be better. <laughs> now that 2021 is wrapping up, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I think the definition of what counts as better has shifted a bit. For the third year in a row, we are living in a strange world, an unfamiliar and unsettling times in our lives. With COVID cases skyrocketing yet again, new variants emerging yet again, travel restrictions, flights canceled, and as a church trying to be as cautious as we reasonably can, knowing that some people think we go too far and some people think we don't go far enough, and maybe life is happy somewhere in the middle. And that illusion that we had control over COVID has slipped away. (laughs) 2021 was a doozy, wasn't it? Extreme weather events. Headlines that shocked and confused. Cicadas that emerged and created that eerie and fascinating roar. Housing prices soared. Learning gaps became more evident in schools as teachers work harder now than ever. Hospitals were and are still overwhelmed. Testing centers, vaccines, and boosters emerged. There were delays and cancellations of sporting events, and much of life went online, which some of us liked, and others of us are just tired of looking at screens. How much more can people take? Racial tension... Broken systems, social injustice, the political chasm, divide, political rhetoric all erupted last year, exacerbated by the pandemic. And I don't know where you stand on any of that or how it impacted you individually or in what way you wept or were angry or afraid Emotions and reactions have been all over the map. We weren't comfortable always with what we saw or what we heard or how we felt or how other people felt. And we weren't sure what to say. And sometimes we were afraid to say anything for fear that we'd say the wrong thing. And issues were adamantly either this or that when a both and or a bridge may have been healthier and many people frankly now are languishing with fatigue over all of it mental health needs are expanding I hope you know that it's okay to not feel okay right now and to take needed time to sit and breathe and heal whatever that looks like for you all of that begs the question this morning how are you doing now today what are things like for you if you had to put it into words today what words would you choose How would you write it down? The world keeps changing without our permission, and that's hard. What will happen in this new year? I don't know. There are a few things, I imagine, on which we can count. There will be a Super Bowl, and Washington will not be in it. (laughs) Detroit won't be in it either for that matter we can count on that and there will be bills and there will be taxes we can count on that and there will be in some fashion graduations and weddings and there will sadly be divorces some people we love will pass away some people we love will be born And there will be headlines. Some expected, some unexpected. Some devastating and some worth celebrating. We can count on that. And God will be with us. We can count on that. Amen. Psalm 136 tells us the very same thing. Over and over and over again. Did you enjoy reading it, Mike? (laughs) It is an important psalm to read at the start of a new year. And frankly, I did not like this psalm when I was younger. In my 20s and 30s, I thought it was boring. I thought it said the same thing over and over again with that repeating, predictable line, God's steadfast love endures forever. God's steadfast love endures forever. God's steadfast love endures forever. It says it over and over again, inserted in between every little line and every little thing that happens. And I thought, come on, we said it once. We don't need to keep saying it again and again. In that Psalm 136, it tells the story of the Israelite people. A portion of it from creation through this liminal time of change. And in between every single line and every single thing is that phrase. God's steadfast love endures forever. And as I've gotten older, I realize that refrain is the story itself. That's the part I should have been highlighting and marking and memorizing and saying it once is not saying it enough. God's steadfast love endures forever. When you read that psalm over and over again, it becomes like a heartbeat. Bum-bum, 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 bum, 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 bum. God's steadfast love endures forever. God's steadfast love endures forever. God's steadfast love endures forever. Heartbeats like that matter because they give us life and they communicate God's love and we can count on that. When I was a little girl, I got a puppy one year. It was a little Gordon setter. I named her Angel. She had long hair that was black and rust-colored on the end. She was adorable. And we put a box in the back mudroom where she was going to sleep. We put pillows and blankets in it. And I was sleeping in the nearby den in a sleeping bag so that I could tend to her throughout the night if she woke up. And boy, did she wake up. every single night crying and crying again. And I would open the door to the back room and get her out and she'd come and sleep beside me on the sleeping bag, which was not what my father had in mind. So we had to come up with something else to do. And as I was tending to her those weeks, I realized that everything in her life had just changed without her permission The people, the sounds, the sights, the smells, the food, it was all unfamiliar, all strange. And she was having a hard time adjusting in the midst of all that change. My dad and I went up in the attic. And when we went up there, what we found was this old clock he had in mind. It was an old clock that if you wind it up on the back, it ticked, 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 ticked. He said, we're going to wrap that up in a towel and put it in the box and the puppy will sleep. I said, you've got to be kidding. That old annoying clock, that's one reason we'd put it up in the attic because it was so loud. Well, I was completely wrong, like I was about Psalm 136 when I was younger. We wrapped up that old clock and put it in the box with her and Angel slept soundly through the night. And every night thereafter, I asked my dad, what in the world is that about? He said, the tick, tick, tick of the clock mimics Angel's mother's heartbeat. Bum, 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 bum. And it gives her peace to know that she's not alone and that someone who loves her is with her. It's the same thing Psalm 136 is up to doing in our lives, to give us this constant heartbeat through every little thing and every little line of what happens in our lives so that we know God's steadfast love endures forever. God's steadfast love endures forever so that we too can sleep at night when I would teach this psalm after I'd come to appreciate it in spiritual growth classes over the years I'd give a homework assignment to the classes and I would tell them I want you to go home this psalm 136 tells this story right, of the Israelites life so I want you to tell me the story of yours go home and write it out if you want to go year by year event by event whatever works for you And then read that story of your life aloud. And then I want you to go back into that story and insert in between every little thing and every little part of your story the repeating line, God's steadfast love endures forever. God's steadfast love endures forever. And read out the story of your life again. Wow. Impact that made on people to realize that God had been present with them all along when they could see it and when they couldn't when they could feel it and when they couldn't that there'd been this bump, 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 bump and steadiness of unflinching presence and love that only comes from God through every little line and every little thing that happens to us you might want to try that too 1 John that Mike also read for us today tells us the same story in a little bit different language not to be outdone by Psalm 136 The twist that 1 John puts on it is that when it talks about God's steadfast love present with us forever in 1 John, what we're told is that is the gift of Jesus, whose birth we are still celebrating these 12 days of Christmas. To say that Jesus is God's proof to us of God's constant love. And then 1 John goes so far as to say that then the way that we as Christians, love others in the community is proof of God's love for others. So God loves us first, and then we live that out in the community. And the way that we live it out becomes that bump, 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 bump for people right where they are. This scripture is pretty adamant about it. if we don't respond in love to someone else, it says, then we just don't know God or we missed something crucial in our forming as a disciple. and We need to go back and fix it. Did you know that First John was written in a time that wasn't easy either? It was written in a time of controversy, and we don't know all the details of it, but in that time of controversy, when things were hard, when things were polarized, what Scripture was telling them to do was love. To respond by not lashing out or not being difficult, but responding in love. It matters. It matters in the midst of the community then as much as it matters in the midst of the community now. How we put skin on God's love for someone else. John Wesley, that founder of the Methodist Church, wrote about First John, and I quote, how plain, how full, and how deep a compendium, a synopsis it is of genuine Christianity. To say that the mark of God is love, and the mark of Christians in the world is meant to be love. Because it defines God, it needs to so define us. And what does it look like when we do that? It can be simple like a card, a call, a text, an email, spending time listening to someone else. And it gets bigger than that sometimes. We got a phone call here at church from some local agencies asking if we could help people with the cost of gasoline in these days leading up to Christmas. So our director of mission and outreach, Amy Miller, and Pastor Jeff Harrison worked out an arrangement with a local gas station that we would, for a set time on a set day, provide a tank of gas to anybody who pulled up to the gas station at that time. And we went out there. Uh, Michelle was part of it, too. Jeff, a number of us from the staff, we had the best time that day. That was probably one of my favorite parts of Christmas. We went out, and when people pulled up to the gas station, we went up to them and said, Merry Christmas, we want to pay for your gas today. People looked at us like we were crazy. They weren't quite sure what to do with that. Some people thought there had to be a catch. Surely we were up to something. Other people cried. Other people laughed. Other people told us that it meant putting gas in the car or being able to buy a gift and now they'd be able to buy someone a gift some people told us they never filled the tank because it was always too expensive and this would be the first time they'd ever had a full tank of gas somebody else told us that they were on their way home and they weren't quite sure how they were going to get there and this would make the difference it's like somebody said God's steadfast love endures forever inserted it right into the midst of the afternoon for their, them, that day. That bump, 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 bump. God's presence, that's there. Beating, active heartbeats like that make a difference and they make a difference because they communicate love. I um, did something yesterday that I've never done before. And I took up my cell phone and entered an event into my digital calendar, an all-day event that will pop up one day every week for the next year. And when I typed in what it's called, I put God's steadfast love endures forever. I decided that I need that reminder. I need that heartbeat squeezed into every little thing and every little week of my life so that every week it popped up this morning, a reminder, alert, God's steadfast love endures forever. And I thought, thanks be to God for that. You might want to put it in your digital calendar too, to pop up every day or every week or every month as that heartbeat that reminds you that God's love is with you always tape it to the bathroom mirror write it on the calendar on the wall so that that line that repeats in Psalm 136 repeats in your life as well because that is the story, right? Whatever happens in 2022 that is the story that God's steadfast love endures forever we don't know what 2022 will bring. Not really. If we hadn't learned that before, we certainly learned it in the last 22 months. We don't know what's coming. Some of it will be expected, some unexpected. There will be headlines. Some of them we'll like, and some of them we won't. But God's steadfast love endures forever. That's what we celebrate. That's what we mark. That's what we highlight. That's what we memorize. I want you to say it with me. God's steadfast love endures forever. God's steadfast love endures forever. God's steadfast love endures forever. And you can count on it. No matter what, is 2022. And thanks be to God. Amen.